0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson, where we combine faith and patriotism to strengthen the saints to be courageous in their stand for righteousness. Are you a Christian and are you patriotic? If so, you will find a home here at Fortress of Faith. We meet each day at the corner of truth and courage to give a Christian perspective on the dangers and trends that are threatening our values and faith. We speak boldly the truth, but with love. Some might think it is not politically correct and some will find offense, but the truth often offends those who are caught up in the lies. We often cut into the topic of Islam and expose the truth about the evil it spreads. Tom Wallace is the founder of Missions to Muslims. He spent almost 30 years overseas in missionary work and is very well acquainted with the doctrines and practices of Islam. In this broadcast, we are going to learn more about the doctrines and practices of Islam so we can better understand these new neighbors that are living amongst us. We believe that knowledge empowers. Here now are our hosts, Tom and Tyler.
1: Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. We are here with you on what I like to call hump day, Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Everything's downhill from here and the weekend is in our sights. And so That's we right. are we are excited about that, but more so we're excited about what we're talking about this week, the glossary of terms that come at the end of your book Refuting Islam and we're in the middle of our donation month which we're doing very well on and anyone that donates $50 or more is going to get a free copy of Refuting Islam. So uh, and and, so and any man.
2: donation this week, will also get a digital copy yeah. of uh, of this book as well. So we'll talk more about the the, the, the uh, fundraiser at the end there. But Tyler, I'm going to jump back in because we've got a lot to cover here over the next few days. There. We're not making very good dents No, we're not. This. We're in the D's here mm. of the Glossary of Terms there. And I'm going to bring these two together. Dar al-Harb and Dar al-Islam. Dar al-Harb and Dar al-Islam. Dar al-Harb means the house of war. And mm-hmm. the other, Dar al-Islam, is the house of submission. In the teachings of Muhammad, there you're either in one of these camps. You cannot be in any other camp. You're either submitted to Allah, that's what Muslim means, you are submitted to Allah, mm-hmm. you're a Muslim, you're following, so you're in the house of submission, that's what Islam means, submission, or you're in the house of war. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground. So you're either friend or foe. They don't look at infidels any other way. Mm-hmm. Okay. They see us as the enemy, as the filth. The word they use for us, we'll talk about later, the, the kuffar, is, is a very dirty word. But it kind of describes what they think about us. We are the filth, the evil, the excrement really is what it means. But mm-hmm. Now, in Christianity, we don't see things like that. We see the world in two, two worlds, yes. You're either part of the saved or you're part of the lost. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not conde- we, we don't try to condemn the lost. We're not told to go fight the lost. We're not told to go annihilate the lost. We're told to go and win, win the lost, mm-hmm. to convert them to become the saved, the believers, the converted, to become children of God. Not just the creation of God, but the children of God. Yeah. But in Islam, no. Dar al-Harb or Dar al-Islam. You're either friend, your house of Islam, submission, or the house of war. We war with you. Mm -hmm. We've been talking all this week about the glossary of terms. It's at the back of my book there. And what we try to do on this program is help people have a better understanding about Islam. Are there some things that we should be afraid of? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. But, but knowledge gives us power. Mm-hmm. Knowledge doesn't always remove fear, but it helps us control our fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And to get a better understanding to know of... What,
1: to know what buttons to push and which ones not to.
2: Yeah, well, and I've not said this in a while, but let me make this clear. I don't have any problems with Muslims living in North America. Why? I now have an opportunity to witness to them. I never had that before I couldn't get to the Middle East I couldn't get over there into their countries and try to share with them the truth but now they're coming here but I don't want their Sharia their Sharia you know we ought to say Muslims when you come here fine You, you can even practice your religion but don't bring your Sharia your Sharia is a government your Sharia is, a, is an evil system. We already have laws. We already have a government here. We also want to introduce you to true faith, to, to, to the true religion. But I don't have a problem with you practicing your faith other than it will send you to hell. But I don't have a problem as a, as a patriot. Because the religion minus the Sharia, if you can remove the Sharia out of Islam, these would be peaceful people there. But they keep holding on it. They want to bring that with them and it will bring the war as well. And Mm -hmm. So that's the part that has to be removed. But as a Christian now if I have this knowledge and I'm armed with that and have knowledge of that then I know how I can deal with Islam politically but also spiritually there. Mm -hmm. And so it just empowers me to have this knowledge and that's what we try to do. uh, Help our our listeners here on this program at Fortress of Faith. Alright, Dawah. Dawa is basically just that's their evangelism. That's the Arabic word to evangelize, so, or proselyte. So, so how do they evangelize
1: aside from sticking a gun in my face? I'm just curious. Well, here.
2: okay, that's not quite how most Muslims. Uh, you know, I've been working with Muslims in the West for a long time, and I see them out there. They'll have signs out there, this black banner that they love putting out in in the marketplace. Jesus was a Muslim.
1: Hmm.
2: And that arrests us as Christians what? What? no he wasn't but then that gets us into a discussion with them and then they start from that point showing us their teachings about Jesus
1: so they're not always terroristic in the way that they make people Muslims
2: 8 out of 10 Muslims are not violent they don't believe in terrorism they might believe there's a time for it in the future of when they'll war when there's a necessary war but uh, and, the, and they believe that there may be a time for that
1: but they, are, they don't believe that's for them for now or whatever. So, so, all, they, so, all the terroristic things that are in the Quran they believe are relevant, but not yet.
2: For most. Most. The average Muslim would be nonviolent, hmm. not believing in that stuff they believe yeah, out or, or, or belong back in the seventh century belonged with Muhammad but it doesn't belong for us today that's how most Muslims believe today that are westernized that have been indoctrinated into uh, what I call reformed theology mm-hmm. Islam has reformed theology too okay it's different from our reformed theology of Christianity but they have twisted the, like Reformed Theology is doing today twisting it from what the Bible taught us
1: okay. so what, are there any other ways they evangelize other than kind of in the marketplace with a banner sort of thing is there any, or do they go door to door and stuff like that too no or? they
2: don't go door to door but they're getting into our schools, they're getting into our institutions and they are educating and because um, Christians are not very well educated in their own churches and they're not studying the word uh, many are getting swept into this there Uh, 10 years ago, the British papers came out with a report over 100,000 white British people have converted to Islam. Mm -hmm. Most of them are women, too, no less. Isn't that interesting? Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
2: most of them are doing it because they're getting married to Muslim men. The men come in very charming, the Arabs and so on there, and, uh, and they charm these women into marriage and they are trying to get a you know, a visa to be able to stay out here permanently. And that's why they're doing it. But women are getting sucked into Islam that way. So Dawah, that's where they do their preaching, their proselyting, and so on there. Uh-huh. Then Demi. <clears throat> demi is the next word there, or we could call it Demitude. Being in, in, to be a Demi, you're in Demitude. And that idea is almost slavery. It's not quite slavery, but it's a second uh, class, a subclass of people they're, what it means is the protected ones. In Surah 929, fight those who believe not in the law. So make war with those who don't believe, even if they're the people of the book, the Allah-Khattab, that's just Christians and Jews, until they pay jizya. If you pay jizya, you're paying the tax to be protected. It's an extortion. Imagine the... Basically what they're teaching is that you're like the mafia. You'll be able to go around to these non-Muslims and force them to pay. You pay us protection money or we break your knees or we burn down your business or we do certain things to you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're now protected, if you pay, you're now a Demi. You're protected. Okay, and so... Um,
1: so you're broke but you're not going to die.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: basically.
2: <laughs> and uh, Jizya is 50% of what you own or and 50% of what you earn. So in other words, I mean, they can take a lot from you under mm-hmm. Demitude. And a lot of Christians that live in Egypt there are over 10 uh, 10 million Coptic Christians there and they pay demi in order to live but they live a subclass subculture there. They do the hard menial task and they almost live like in slavery but they're able to live in an Arab country and remain protected uh, there because they pay jizya. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: right. now there's two Eids the Eids basically means uh, festival. Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. Uh-huh. And this is a feast celebrating the end of Ramadan, which is going on, uh, starts tomorrow. Eid al-Fitr. It's the end of Ramadan. And Eid al-Adha takes place usually in the fall. And that is the celebration of Abraham's faith that took his son to be sacrificed. Ishmael. And they believe it was Ishmael. Yeah. Not Isaac. Okay, and so they celebrate Abraham's faith. It's a great opportunity to witness to Muslims during Eid al Adha because that's the picture of the father willing to sacrifice his son for the sins of the earth, and uh, and show them what the Bible actually says. All right, let's move on into the F. I uh, got two Fs for us there in our glossary of terms: the fatwa and fik. You've heard of fatwas probably there. Um, this is a ruling from a legal scholar. It's a binding opinion that comes from a legal scholar or jurist. Or another word is a fiqh. A fiqh is a scholar, a legal jurist, an in Islamic
1: Sharia. scholar. Yeah, yeah an okay, Islamic yeah. scholar yeah. there. In
2: other words, they <clears throat> can quote to you verse and chapter out of the Sharia law book and so on there and um and then we'll move on one more the hadith i talk about them a lot the hadith are part of the kind of scriptures of islam you got the quran are the words of their god allah the hadith are the words of their prophet muhammad mm-hmm. this is what his companions said that muhammad did and said and taught you cannot interpret the quran without the hadith there's about 9 volumes generally if you go to asayi Qari or Sayyid Muslim these are the popular Hadiths that are out there and so these are very very vital to the religion of Islam to understand that and so we'll have to stop there there's more in the section of H, of the letter H, and we'll pick up on that in tomorrow's mm-hmm. broadcast. Before we close, though, Tyler, tell us where we are in our fundraising campaign for,
1: for our spring fundraiser. We are halfway through the month and we have reached our halfway through our goal. So our goal is 20000 and we're we are at 10000 So number one, we want to thank the donors that have donated already. Yes, thank you. But we want to keep this momentum that we're having. We don't want to slow down now. Sometimes you see things come in heavy in the beginning, right, and the end things start to slow down. So we're hoping, we're praying that we can continue continue to yeah. to push forward to that that twenty thousand, yeah. which goes to operating costs that we have here for Fortress of Faith, Tom, tell us though the overall aspirations that we have for the show well, you know
2: this is uh, what really keeps us and helps us grow is our monthly supporters, okay, but twice a year we ask our listeners to help us with an injection of cash that pre- covers our day to day operations mm-hmm. okay but then we've got airtime and all that kind of stuff there and that's our you know our daily listeners help us with that or you know who who support monthly there yeah. and we want to grow that in too but we need an injection of cash to be able to run the office and keep the supplies. Every business has expenses.
1: Very, very good. So I'm going to run through them very quickly. Here's the three ways to donate. Number one, FortressOfFaith.com. You can click Donate there. Number two, you can call 1-800-616-0082. And then the third one is to send a check to P.O. Box 30485. That's Bellingham, Washington, 98226. Thank you for being with us here at Fortress of Faith, and we will see you tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage.